The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 243. I hope that you're doing very well today. If you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, uh, you can get a free session with me to get that. All you need to do is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. There you can leave me a message uh, or you can use my Canonly and you can book that free session directly. Uh, In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about where OCD uh, actually comes from. And um, there's several answers to this question. It isn't isn't straightforward. Um, And so we'll be kind of discussing some of those areas in in detail. It's important to remember with OCD that we do... uh, you know, try to address some of those things. And if there's complications with it, things like trauma, for example, it is important to to seek out help for that alongside the OCD. Um, but but also, it, it is very important that we do, you know, we do focus on the OCD itself and don't necessarily get too uh, bogged down in, in looking at things from the past um, you know, because actually that can be something that does hold us back. So today we'll be looking at that and uh, trying to kind of walk this this tightrope where we try to manage the, the balance between, you know, not delving too much into the past, um, you know, but obviously recognizing how that does influence the OCD in the present, but trying to be as present as possible, you know, because that really does help us to, to deal with with OCD in the long term. So uh, I really hope that you find it helpful. If you do, it would be great if you could follow and like on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK. And if you could also subscribe on your podcast app of choice, that would be amazing. So many thanks, guys. And off we go. <laughs> A common question that I often receive uh, about OCD is where does OCD actually come from? It's such an infuriating problem. Why is this such a common thing? You know, why are so many people struggling with it? And how does that actually occur in the first place? And, um, you know, it's actually a question with many uh, different answers. There isn't a a straightforward answer, unfortunately, to, to this. And I think it's thought to be both biological and environmental in nature. So first off, biological, um, you know, people with OCD tend to to be um, perhaps a little bit more sensitive to to things than than other people. Um, you know, it's thought that people with OCD tend to have a more overactive amygdala, which is known as the the fear center. Um, of the brain. It it may also be that, you know, we've um, kind of evolved that way that, you know, when we were hunter gatherers still, and we were, we were living uh, on the plains or in the forest, and we were struggling uh, in that way of life, of course, you would need 
uh, some people that were more more attuned to to danger than other people uh, in the group. Um, and and like this, you know, they, those those kind of people would be more aware of potential things that could go wrong, so they could alert the rest of the group to to p- these potential dangers. Uh, and and actually, like that, then you begin to see, you know, this this. Um, oversensitivity to to danger and awareness of potential dangers as being something that actually in the past could have been something that was very positive but unfortunately in our modern world where we don't really have uh, hopefully anyway uh, that many obvious dangers in our day-to-day life um, the the issue is that, that that our brain is still looking constantly for those dangers. It's still believing that there's a tiger behind uh, each bush, or you know that something terrible might be going to happen, and that we need to be on the lookout for it. We need to be that that warner to everyone else and take care of of everybody. Uh, so many people with OCD tend to have this heightened sense of responsibility or perfectionism when it comes to uh, the safety of themselves or uh, of the safety of other people and it could be that it's very much related to to you know this this kind of biology um now uh, another another thing that it that it can be or that it's thought to be is actually environmental um and this is where we actually you know we actually learn um the the kind of OCD or the maladaptive coping mechanisms of anxiety um, from from our parents or from other people uh, that we're close to, and you know this is this is really uh, quite possibly uh, a big a big part of it, and you know certainly I I, I recognise the fact that um, for many people anxiety seems to to be passed on within within the family. And this is often actually uh, referred to as tra- uh, trait anxiety. In her paper entitled Trauma-Related Obsessive Compulsive Disorder, a review, Christy Aldixon states that trait anxiety is both taught and genetically passed on to children within the family unit. Once the individual has reached his or her anxiety threshold and OCD symptoms start to emerge, the severity of symptomatology appears to be related to the individual's level of distress tolerance, which is often modelled by caregivers. If caregivers are unable to teach and model adequate anxiety coping and distress tolerance skills, children are left to learn coping skills themselves and thus a personal responsibility for control of possible of possible negative outcomes is, is established and this may develop as maladaptive coping techniques such as obsessions and compulsions as a way to manage the distress felt about situations that seem uncontrollable um now obviously if if this relates to you if you you know if you knew that there was a lot of stress and anxiety uh, in your close family members when you were growing up um you know then this might be quite helpful for you as a bit of a, an explanation as to why you know perhaps you you struggle with these things um it's really important to recognize that you know this isn't your fault that it isn't about weakness. There isn't something inherently weak about you because you struggle with this stuff. It's much more likely that this either comes from something biological or from something, you know, from your environment, from, you know, potentially a young age that you you picked up on. 
And so, you know, if this does relate to you, if you can think of, you know, your caregivers uh, or parents really struggling with uh, anxiety or stress or, you know, um, they, they found it hard to, to manage their emotions, then it's quite possible possible that they kind of pass that on to you. And it's not, not that they're to blame for that, um, of course, you know, it can be very easy to to start blaming uh, people um, given given how hard OCD can be but you know we we have to reflect on the fact that of course our parents were probably doing the best that they could uh, under challenging circumstances and maybe they didn't have the information about uh, OCD and anxiety when they were young that we do have today um so of course i'm not suggesting that you do blame your your parents but um you know if there is that that feeling there to to blame you know in in some circumstances it might it might be just but in other circumstances it may not and if it's you know if it's not then maybe that isn't helping you to to deal with the with the ocd but definitely something that you should bring up with uh with a coach or a, or a therapist that you might be working with um now another really important area i think when it comes to you know where ocd comes from is is trauma and trauma is something that traditionally people would think of as as being um you know very obvious traumas that you may have experienced uh, when you were younger or things related to uh, PTSD uh, maybe soldiers in a, a terrible war uh, environment or somebody uh, surviving um, uh, rape or something terrible like that and often it is those things um, but it can also uh, be much uh, smaller everyday um things that can actually cause trauma so if you were growing up uh, within a family where there were extremely high expectations put on you and you felt like you know that if you didn't um if you didn't succeed to the uh, to the level of the expectation of your uh, of your parents or the wider family group that you that you perhaps wouldn't be loved or cared about even if that wasn't the case at all if you felt like that could be true that can cause a trauma um if you feel that in certain situations when you were growing up that you weren't really cared about enough that can cause a trauma all sorts of things can actually lead to to trauma and the problem is with with trauma is left undoubt with it leads a a lasting kind of imprint in the body almost like we have some kind of trapped energy in the body that that needs to to kind of find a way out and so it's really important uh to to discuss it and to get the appropriate help to uh to to actually deal with it as christy al dickshawn from the uh, previously mentioned uh, article about trauma related uh, obsessive compulsive disorder As Christy Al Dickshawn from the uh, previously mentioned um, uh, research into obsessive compulsive disorder and trauma mentions uh, in her in her review, regardless of whether a trauma theory of uh, psychopathology is adhered to, the evidence suggesting the impact of trauma on OCD is irrefutable. Because trauma can complicate the treatment of OCD 
and or have practical implications about the specific course of treatment, an accurate evaluation of the traumatic events, themes and impact is necessary. So as we can see here, this is incredibly important. We can't just ignore the impact of trauma. Um, you know, we we actually need, though, to be able to to balance and, and walk a, a bit of a tightrope here because, um, you know, with OCD treatment, a lot of the time what we really have to learn to do is, you know, learn how to to kind of stay in the present moment a bit more. Uh, you know, to not engage with the unhelpful thoughts, to to not get lost in uh, rumination and all of this kind of stuff. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of work uh, involving trauma does does involve going back into past experiences. Um, you know, looking at things and and talking about things. And uh, we know that that some forms of talk therapy cannot actually be you know that helpful for OCD. So we do need to be careful with what we're doing here. Um, this is why I think it's very important that you know that you you really focus on um, as much as possible the the main kind of tenets of acceptance commitment therapy with OCD, trying to stay more in the present moment, trying to disengage from un- unhelpful thoughts, um, you know, and and trying to generally uh, live your life in line with your values. Um, however you know, we do at the same time, you know, need to allow ourselves to feel our emotions. And, you know, this seems to be a really big part of trauma. So often when people have experienced a a, a trauma, um, the uh, response to that is to shut down emotionally, to, to not allow certain emotions to come up to the surface and instead, you know, to perform compulsions to deal with those difficult emotions. And, um, you know, this is something that is very, uh, very unfortunate, but I, but I think very prevalent. Um, you know, so much of OCD is actually about that. It's actually about whenever the overwhelming emotions come up, we want to block them out. And, and unfortunately, it's, uh, it's something that's very, very similar in, in trauma and, and PTSD. And so, you know, we need to recognize that part of the process here is not always just trying to stay in the present moment, but actually, you know, allowing ourselves to feel those difficult emotions. Um, and there's a, a difficult line here because, you know, ideally, if you have had trauma, then you, w- you would work with a specialist in that area who can really help you to, to explore what has happened to you and to to kind of go back into those experiences and to feel some of the emotions that perhaps you were feeling um, when you did experience that and hopefully um, to experience that to experience that in this safe place with this safe person um, who can really help you then to process it and to let go of some of that trapped energy now you know this isn't something that you should do on your own I really do think it's something that you need to do with a professional um, and it's, uh, you know, it could be something that is really making uh, all of the difference with your OCD. If you feel that, you know, you're not making progress, that, you know, you've done a lot of work and it's still not really improved that much, then it could be potentially related to this. Um, so it might be uh, an idea to reflect on that, to honestly ask yourself some questions about that, to speak with your therapist about it. And to see if you can kind of find a, a way forward, because the thing I wanted to to end with is, you know, just a word of hope. Um, I know it can be so hard when we have OCD, you know, and if 
if things have happened to you in the past, traumatic things, you know, it can make it even harder. It can make it feel like the world is against you. And the important thing to know is that, you know, the world isn't against you. Unfortunately, and very sadly, bad things do happen to, to good people. Um, and, you know, and we try to, to, you know, we try to reflect on why. Why does this happen? We uh, try to bring spiritual beliefs to that or religious beliefs to that. And it can be hard to make sense of sometimes. But, you know, the, the hopeful message is that you can learn to overcome these things and you can, you can learn to process them. You can learn to trust yourself and trust life again. Uh, there's so many people out there, so many inspiring stories of people who have been trapped, who've experienced terrible PTSD and trauma and OCD and have managed to come out the other side. And so try to have hope keep trying to do your best and you know try to work with people uh, a therapist or, or somebody to really help you uh, to get to the other side with this and um, you know I really do believe there's there's always hope so there we go guys that is it for today really hope that you found that helpful as always if you have any questions do please let me know and many thanks just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session and now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer any information that you view on my website instagram page facebook group or anywhere else online or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.